0: hour L S U boom all night So freaking excited! This is my first time live since the announcement that shook the college football world by storm. Jaden Daniels is your Heisman Trophy winner. I know it's been 24 hours, but pinch me if this were to ever happen again as an LSU Tiger fan. Well, of course, we said the same thing a few years ago with Joe Burrow, right? That we're never going to see a season quite like his, which... Is probably true, but statistically, Jaden Daniels is one of the best college quarterbacks ever, and it would have been a shame, a shame, a sham, a mockery of the most important individual award in sports if Jaden Daniels did not win this war award. So, let me start off by saying this. Um, the statistics are, are, are pretty simple. Jaden Daniels had by far the best season we have ever seen from a Heisman Trophy non-winner if he were to not win. Now that he has won the award, we can also state that he has one of the best statistical seasons we've ever seen from a winner. Right? Um all-time leader yards per game, all-time leader QBR, one of the best PFF grades. So it's not just basic counting stats. We're talking about advanced stats, deep pass accuracy, deep pass precision, deep pass decision-making, all near-perfect grades from pro football focus, and also from yours truly, who has probably watched, outside of the actual coaches and Jaden himself, more Jaden Daniels football than pretty much everyone, right? Uh, We have done probably over 30 Jaden Daniels film studies. You've, you include games and just Jaden Daniel film studies himself. Um, we have done so many. And the growth that he had from last year to this year is absolutely freaking sensational. So Jaden Daniels deserved this Heisman Trophy. I do want to address the following, right? This did end up being... The closest Heisman Trophy vote we have had since 2018. It is absolutely freaking insane that that is the case. Since 2018, right? I get it. The win and loss thing was something that a lot of people just could not overcome. I am okay that some people voted for Michael Penix. I am okay with that. I have seen a lot of hate delivered to people who voted Michael Pinnock's, okay? The thing that really perturbed me about the whole process, and I wanted to start off positively because, look, I should be excited. I should let this go, right, that my favorite player won the award. The guy that I wanted to win won the award. Everybody's favorite player won this award, right, that's probably watching this live stream. The issue I have, though, okay, if I could just be negative for a second, all right, th- th- this is a major issue I have. You can't, you can't not have Jaden Daniels on your ballot, okay? So, look, a lot of hate has been delivered towards Joel Klatt of Fox Sports uh, Media, right? He's their number one college football commentator. A lot of hate. Stop it. He had Michael pinnocks number one, Jaden Daniels number two. I give him credit, even though he was wrong. Even though he was wrong, okay? I give him credit for at least putting Jaden Daniels on his ballot. The issue I had, and I understand that Jaden Daniels, his name was on 90% of the ballots, okay? He should have been on every ballot. You can't have a statistical season at a Power Five conference that was historically great. You can't have that type of season and not put him on the ballot at all. And what that told me was that there were voters out there who were actively doing that. So Jayton couldn't win the award. Okay. So look. I know some of these voters. They were actually the ones who publicly stated that Jaden Daniels wasn't on their ballot. One of which was Ari Wasserman of the athletic me and him had a long Twitter back and forth that Josh Pate got involved with, uh, earlier today. And that's cool because they are national personalities. They are what I want to be, um, at some point. And what Ari Wasserman's—and um, I want you to hear this, okay? His rationale, his vote was Michael Penix, number one, Jalen Milrow, number three, Jordan Travis, number two, okay? Guys that, that didn't even play the full slate of games. Um, that's, that's, who the, that's who he voted for, okay? He said he was voting for the casual fan, and people out there were saying— well, you know, uh, Jaden Daniels is going to be the least memorable Heisman Trophy winner we have ever seen. This is going to be the, the Heisman Trophy winner that 20 years from now we'll never even remember. And his stats were only against Georgia State and bad teams, okay? Which you guys know is all bunk. The issue I have with that is that it's bunk and that there are fans out there that have spit this narrative that don't actually sit down and watch the games. You've got to sit down and watch the games. Anyone that watched the game talking about one of the biggest games of the season, LSU versus Alabama, you know, that Jaden Daniels was on pace of having the best individual performance versus a Nick Saban defense ever. Okay. So, the reason why this, this ticks me off so much is they're trying to discount his performance. And we have seen so many people with like these, th- these thinly veiled shots to take away from Jaden Daniels' excellence, and I'm just not going to stand for it. I'm just not. I understand he award- won the award. I should turn the page. This will probably be the last time I even discuss this very thing. But why Why? why are we trying to discount greatness? Okay. If you watch the Alabama game, you freaking know that Jaden Daniels was so freaking good in that game. It's not his fault that there were drop passes. It's not his fault as defense dunk. It's not his fault that our offensive line had one of their worst performances of the season and that almost every other snap was low. Okay? So when people tell you, hey, Jaden Daniels didn't have this Heisman moment, he did. It's just not everyone rose to his greatness outside of Malik neighbors. It's just what happened. Okay, and it pains me to say it because I love everybody on the LSU team. I do, okay, but it's it's wrong. It's wrong. These big accounts keep saying this. It's wrong. Okay, I don't care if Jaden just won the award. It's these narratives that people spit that try to discount his legacy, and we have people taking apart his Heisman Trophy speech. It, it it someone mentioned it wasn't elegant. Really? Did. Wait, hold on. What was, and uh, we're gonna get to all your comments here in just a second. This wasn't elegant. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I occasionally, is, uh, apparently, this wasn't elegant. Being a college athlete and winning this war has been a dream come true. I want to dedicate this award to every boy and girl who has a dream. Uh, with faith and hard work, you never know what's possible. They said I was too skinny, so I added weight. They said I relied on my legs a little bit too much. So, you know, I went to work, you know, completed all those passes, you know, had the season I had. So I think everybody out there and they said I was too quiet. So, you know, I became more vocal. I stepped out of my comfort zone and now I'm here today. Um, so what did I learn from all this? I learned how to block out the noise, that you can overcome any obstacle and just be humble, be legendary, and most importantly, you know, be joyful about what you do. Uh, sounds a lot better than any one of us would do. <laughs> oh, man. So Jaden sounded amazing to me. So, look, I understand I should be happy, turn the page, but they're they're already trying to strip away this Heisman Trophy. That it was just a stats thing. And Jaden Daniels didn't have his Heisman moment. It's not his fault. He threw a football that hit a receiver in the hands versus Ole Miss that would have made the Jalen Milrow fourth and 31 pass pale in comparison. It was a far more difficult throw. If that ball was caught. So look. And Milrow's play on fourth and 31 was excellent. I'm just saying. That's the main reason that some people voted Jalen freaking Milrow over Jaden Daniels. I know it only matters what LSU fans think. But the truth is. This is one of the best college football players ever. And I'm not going to let his name get slandered. I'm just not. But congrats to Jaden Daniels. Congrats to all his team. Congrats to Brian Kelly in winning this award. Okay? Now, we side to Mick. Nikki, I know she's happy with the um, un-freaking-believable UAPB win. Shout out to you. Sibs, what's up, man? Yeah, a lot of people wanted Jaden Daniels benched. Nussmeyer will open up as the Heisen favorite, according to the Nussbus Fans, we shout out to Mystic Rain, Dante, every single one of you. Delton, Steve, happy holidays to you. Um, not too concerned about Draylon Miller going to Colorado. I think we are good at wide uh, receiver. Shout out to Mrs. Power Hour. What's up? H.B. Haley B. In the building. What's good? LD88, what's up? Now, next thing we got a lot to get to tonight. It's been a busy weekend since I've last been live with you on Thursday. Okay. Some transfers are out. Quincy Wiggins into the transfer portal. Marlon Martinez into the transfer portal. Look, if you actually were to look at the transfer portal numbers, LSU, is tied for second fewest amount of scholarship players in the transfer portal right now, okay? Now, that could change. That, that very well could change, especially if there are going to be changes in the coaching staff, okay? But the transfer portal has been more good than bad to LSU over these past couple of seasons, and so far it's been good again, okay? You take a look at other teams in the SEC, a lot of their best players, starter-quality players, are gone, okay? Even ones that retain their coaches are gone. We are in a great spot right now, okay? We are in a great spot. Now, we actually do need to go get those transfers. But the truth is, look, LSU should feel like a, a, a team uh, that that is going to dominate this portal because there is a lot of transfer um, data that shows, that there will be a media playing time if you're good enough as a transfer. Brian Kelly has not been afraid to play transfers right out the gate. So I do think LSU is going to be unbelievably successful in this transfer portal. And hopefully there won't be any big name contributors entering the portal uh, that LSU, of course, would like to retain, right? We have seen so many big names, though, get get in there. So many, knock on wood, That none other goes. So, so far, six LSU players, scholarship players in total are in the portal. Now, the truth, okay? We, talking to me, myself, and I, all right? I understand that I'm an LSU fan. Like most of you right now watching this, I try my best to look at this from an objective viewpoint, all right? Sometimes you got to be honest about certain players and their futures with LSU football. You just do, okay? And the truth is, I feel as if LSU needs to go get some transfer portal DBs. That, to me at this point, would be position number one for me to go target in the portal, in particular at safety, okay? So what I want you to do, even if you're listening to this on a podcast or if you're listening to this after we are live, I need you in the comment section down below. Or you can hit me up on any social media platform at Power Hour LSU. What position do you think we need to go get in the portal? Okay. I think safety is definitely going to be one of those positions where LSU is going to look long and hard. At some potential SEC transfers that are looking to go to potentially a a new landing spot that have actual playing time attached to their name. Okay. So look, I gotta be real. I gotta be real. I also think LSU is in the market big time for a backup quarterback. Okay. I'm going to give you two semi long shot names. All right. One that LSU has already visited in MJ Morse. OK. Another. I could see. Dante Moore. OK. That would make a lot of sense uh, for for both parties involved. So just two names for you. One uh, on the West Coast, one on the East Coast for you to. uh Keep your eyes open. But I do think LSU is a little bit more into the transfer portal market for a quarterback. Now, I've touched on everything I want to at the beginning part of this live stream. Okay. Now, as we move on, there's always new topics I want to get to, including coming up, some high school recruiting. Y'all, state championship games went down this weekend, and there was not one, but two running backs who won state championships in the class of 2025 that I want to bring in. And their names aren't Harlem Berry. The clear-cut 2025 five-star. Okay? I want to get to both of those young men a little bit later. Okay, now, let me make sure, Uh, all right, we'll talk a lot of Heisman again tonight, okay? So, I'll say it again, do not direct your anger to someone like Joel Klatt. Okay, one thing I learned in the Heisman Trophy voting process is first place votes are very important. But what can really tank um, a potential Heisman candidacy is if you're not on the ballot at all. And once again, Jaden was on 90% of the ballots. I just think that if you weren't going to vote Jaden, you have to put the power five quarterback – who had a better statistical season than every other Heisman Trophy winner, um, you got to at least have him in your top three. Okay? That's my big issue. Okay? I had a few of you reach out to me uh, from my Twitter back and forth today. Um, And and for the record, Josh Pate was on my side. Okay? Um, We shouldn't be thinking about Heisman moments and how we will remember something. The truth is... We forget a lot, okay? We forget a lot. Like, for me, the moments that I remember the most in professional football, two of them were made by a quarterback who never won an MVP. Of course, that's Eli Manning, right? Moments, when it comes to awards, are overrated. It's one one thing. A moment is one thing. It's one play or a couple of plays. Or a couple of games, if you will. Okay? Yeah, sure. Michael Penix had some moments in bigger games uh, than, than potentially Jaden Daniels. But just because he won those games doesn't mean anything. Okay? Another moment, a Heisman moment, is not going for zero touchdowns versus Arizona State. You know, it's, it's you can run the numbers any way you want to run them. It wasn't close between Jaden Daniels and Michael Penix. But I was okay if you had Michael Penix number one, or if you had Bo Nix number one. I can live with that, right? We have our own biases. There's a lot of people on the West Coast that vote a certain way. And before we get to, um, you know, a, a more, you know, current topic, if you will, or a a, a topic that more so reflects on the future, I'll, I'll show you uh, what the actual voting results look like. Okay. Um, As you can see, the Northeast, well, the first thing I'll point out here is whoever voted J.J. McCarthy number one uh, needs to have their vote stripped. He he threw for 70 yards uh, in in a victory uh, this season. You you, you can't vote J.J. McCarthy, right? Um, You know, some of these are just real stretches. Jalen Milrow getting four first-place votes is so laughably bad. It is so Laughably bad. I would love anyone to come forward. I'll give you a hundred bucks if you come forward and say Jalen Miller was your, your first place vote. Okay. Four first place votes for a guy who got benched. Okay. Um, and honestly, his numbers just really aren't all that great. Now, that doesn't mean he's not a fantastic football player. Okay. None of this doesn't mean that any of the others aren't fantastic football players. Okay, but you, you'll see Jaden. The only regions he did not win are the Midwest and the Far West, which is kind of ironic because he is as far, far West as you possibly could be, being in San, uh, San Bernardino. Um, short of being in Hawaii, it didn't really get that much further West. But, of course, he plays at LSU. It's where you play uh, that matters when you're reg- with, with your regional bias. But you'll see that Jaden, for the most part, was – well. well, for all parts, he was at least second – on every single ballot. But you know, I I it still blows my mind that there's people out there that didn't have on his ballot at all. Okay. Let's see. What's up, Jordan? Good to see you. Reggie, what's up? Oh, you want to talk some Chevis Jackson? <laughs> Chavez. I'm down to talk some Chavis Jackson. Let's go to Tony. He wants to talk some Caden Durham right out the jump. Yeah, you know, Tony, it would not shock me. Uh, by the time I'm done with my uh, high school grades uh, for for incoming players going into next year, it would not shock me if Caden Durham is the number one player for me going into. Uh, This this next recruiting crop. Now, what I will tell you, Tony, is the buzz this weekend during state championship weekend was obviously Rustin. Shout out North Louisiana. I have a few. uh, I have a friend on that coaching staff. Ahmad Bro, um, a commitment uh, to LSU was a part of that state championship team. But the story was trade as green. Right. Just going off. On a few of those grabs in the state championship game. It was crazy. Um, So he looks like he is the number one player for LSU coming into this next cycle. That's where the recruiting services have him. But I I could see myself putting Caden Durham number one in this class. And I have a tendency um, to lean towards Louisiana prospects. And Durham is not that. He is a Texas guy. Um, God, dude, he is... He, he's got wheels, right? So, I have a friend in the Dynasty fantasy community, uh, Tony. I think you'll find this interesting. He has Caden Durham as his most athletic LSU offensive recruit ever. Okay? He has his own, like, and he's not an LSU fan, by the way. He has his own grading system. And... You know, obviously, what he says isn't long. There's plenty of guys you can put in there. You know, Russell Shepard would definitely be up there. But, he has Caden Durham, number one. Um, obviously, special speed, special kid. And I I think day one, he, he could be a contributor for LSU. So, there you go. Um, but, yeah, anytime I hear Caden Durham's name, it gets, I get very excited. And, obviously... His success year one would be very good because we are heavily recruiting his high school, right? Duncanville, of course, is also home for Decorian Moore, who is one of the best LSU recruits in terms of recruiting ranking we have ever received, right? He is the fifth highest ranked wide receiver LSU has had committed uh, to their university. And, of course, he is a class of 2025 guy. Let's go to Simper. JD5 to the Saints. I would love it. All right, now I understand you guys come here for LSU football commentary, but just to give you a little bit of a background here. Just a little bit. So normally on Sunday nights, we we have a film study airing during the season. Okay. We don't have a film study tonight because there wasn't a game. Okay. So now we're back to our normal Live stream schedule, okay. So, what happens on film study Sundays? Well, it's about a ten-hour process to cut a film study. So normally we do the post-game live stream that ends around like eleven thirty midnight, and then immediately I go into cutting the film study, and we post game grades and all that stuff. Um, and one thing about the film study Sundays is that I'm not able to sit and watch new Orleans saints. I can't sit down and watch a full game today. I got to, all right. I said, look, I'm going to sit in a chair. I'm not going to do anything else. I'm not going to do any LSU stuff. I'm going to watch the saints. I'm a saints fan. Okay. I can't call myself a saints diehard because I'm not able to watch every single second of every game, but I am a saints fan. They're my number one NFL team. So I sat down, watched them. And, I have never seen a team win a game by, what was it, 28 to 6? Win win a game by 22 points and have as much disdain for their quarterback as the Saints do with Derek Carr. They hate his guts. I understand none of us are body language experts. But I, I really do think this the, the, the with the amount of blowups we have seen from Saints players this year, they hate his guts, okay? The Saints need to go get Jaden Daniels. I say all of that. The Saints have got to draft a quarterback in the first round next year. They do. There's too many good quarterbacks in the NFL draft next year for them to not go get a first-round quarterback. They're so cash-strapped right now with contracts that you really need to get a quarterback on the cheap. So the saints really don't have a choice for me, but to get a quarterback in the first round and Jane Daniels would be a wonderful fit. So if there was ever a chance for one narrative to be uh, forsaken forever is well, what about the saints and, and first round uh, LSU players, they don't want them. Okay. Um, A lot of you are so angry about the Patrick Queen uh, thing from a few years ago, okay? You have got, got, got to draft Jaden Daniels, okay? Two or three not good as one. Any any, uh, relation to all these last name Bryants in the chat? So Tony, the master blaster, is my brother, and Haley is my wife. So there you go. I'm kidding. Uh, The master blaster and I actually just met for the first time a few days ago. Uh, It was actually, what was it, Tony, about roughly a, uh, a month ago now, huh? So there you go. Next thing. I want to. I want to be very straightforward with all of you regarding this LSU team heading into the bowl game. Kind of a weird spot we are in with the bowl, and then we're going to get into the portal. Don't forget, if you super chat, we'll go straight to it right away. Okay. We are kind of in this middle ground area where there will be quite a few of you that would be perturbed if we have opt-outs from elite neighbors, Jaden Daniels and Brian Thomas Jr. And obviously there is the fan part in all of us that want them to play their final game. And the Malik neighbors, of course, has this all-time record he is chasing for receiving yards uh, in a season, right? So, obviously, we we want to see Malik, you know, break that record. But the truth is, there is a lot of upside in those guys not playing in the ball game for this reason. Okay, it's not so much that. We need to see what the future of LSU football is going to look like under Garrett, excuse me, Albert, under Garrett Nussmeyer. It's not so much that. Okay. It's also that the LSU offense, especially after the Alabama game until now, the LSU offense was so Jaden Malik. BTJ reliant that it would be nice to get a glimpse of what it's like without those guys, right? I personally would prefer selfishly to see them play. Okay. I want to see them finish what they started. I want to see Malik Neighbors uh, break this record because I, I have taken some heat. I even said this on 1045, and I and I got some heat for this on Friday that Malik Nabors is the best LSU wide receiver if you factor in season and career that I have ever seen, okay? That would help my argument if he has this record. But it's also one of those things where we kind of would like to see what what the LSU offense looks like without those guys, okay? You have to keep in mind that the actual handing off of the football to a running back and gaining yards wasn't really our offense for a good portion of the last part of the season, right? So LSU had a really good running game versus Auburn. LSU had a really good running game versus Ole Miss. Um, LSU had a few good spots running the football Uh, you know, versus Arkansas. But towards the past, you know, the the later parts of the season, so much of it was, let's just call a pass play every time with Jaden Daniels because if he doesn't throw it to someone, he is one of the best runners of the ball we have ever seen at any position with the football in his hands. So when those guys are so so much of like a supernova as talents – would be nice to see what it's like without those guys okay but yeah you know i would say jamar chase at his peak is probably better the nine catches 221 yards and two touchdowns at Clemson is um it, it will, will probably never ever be beaten in terms of the um, individual wide receiver performances in a single game Right, um, he was that good in that game, yeah, Jason, you know, I do think the good side of them not playing in the bowl game is you do get a best of both worlds. I don't think any lSU fans are gonna consider being mad at any one of those three guys for not playing. I also think there would be a good contingent of LSU fans that want to see what's next, right? Um so, you know, I'm I'm leaning towards that camp. I am. Uh my my, my heart wants Jaden and Malik and BTJ to play. But my brain is saying, well, there, there's just more positives if they decide to not play uh, with, with all parties involved. We don't have to worry about them getting hurt in a bowl game versus a 7-5 and five Wisconsin team. And we get to see what the LSU offense is going to look like versus a team that's not too great. So it's not like this is a tough hill to climb uh, for Garrett Nussberg if he's a starter. And this also is important to me. This is a big reason why during the offseason, I wanted Garrett Nussmeyer to at least get a start versus Grambling, okay, or somewhere, because I did not want to hand the keys to a a quarterback who's never had the chance to actually start. Now, I'm fine with Garrett Nussmeyer being the starter, I'm very high on Garrett Nussmeyer moving forward, but it would have been nice for him to get at least one start just to see what it's like. Maybe I'm overrating um, getting at least one start uh, before next season, but it would make probably a lot of us feel more comfortable because starting is so different than just being a part of the game plan like he was versus Purdue and Arkansas' freshman season. It's so important to get that start because they are factoring in their entire game plan on you. Okay? Now, next thing, I'm so happy to go 30 minutes into a live stream, all right? Once again, I got topic after topic after topic I can get to. This one is one that we have discussed ad nauseum, okay? And I don't think I've seen his name in the chat. Madhouse, okay? Are we in a position to make a decision on Madhouse? It's been a busy twenty-four, forty-eight. Okay, um, and we, we could start a we could start a mini Madhouse discussion here because that, to me, is the biggest decision that Brian Kelly's going to have to make probably in the next week or so. Okay, so there you go. Uh Samuel, oh my goodness! Why is this the one comment I that that just stood out to me? My wife calls me the Master Blaster. Mine too. I'm kidding. I'm just saying that because my wife is watching me. Uh, yeah, Simper. Yeah, we we split up, unfortunately. Um, yeah, it's true. Steve Steve's a big Jaden guy. He doesn't want Jaden going to Dennis Allen. I get that. The Master Blaster. Uh, Master Blaster had everyone convincing he was my brother. I did that. BT, good to see you. Saints do need to draft a QB. Let's get to a few more of these comments. uh, And I'll quit ranting and just take your comments. Max, one of our sharpest viewers, holding it down in New York. Actually, both New York teams need a QB. Want to see Shelton and Jalen Brown. And they've not really played. Okay, look, we got a Madhouse question in here. As well as the offense taking a step back after this historical season, what, what do I see? What do, oh, How do I feel overall about the team going into next year? Uh, I'm concerned. I, I, I am. Okay. But so much is going to change over the next couple of weeks with the portal. It's just how it is. It's just so much harder to project um with with without the, the portal. Let's so go to Semper Super Chat. How do we get so many bad bowl matchups? It can't be money because us versus Notre Dame would have been huge. So what probably cost and and look, um I'm not a newsbreaker. One one story that we kind of sort of broke was LSU playing Wisconsin in the Reliant Quest bowl. Okay. Um so the bowl selection process is so weird. It, it really, really, really is. And it's a little bit more difficult now with the playoff with not knowing who those top four teams are, right? So why does a playoff make it that much more difficult? Well, it's because of bowl affiliations, right? Teams have, or conferences have certain bowl affiliations with different bowls. But that can also be rearranged because of who actually gets into the playoff or not, Right. And you also don't want to repeat matchups and so on and so on from non-conference games. There's so many different things that go into it. Um, from what I was told, and I'm not smart enough to understand this, okay? So take what I'm about to say with a, a, a grain of salt. But one person who is very involved with the bowl selection process, uh, and this same person was also the one that gave me the heads up on the Reliquest bowl matchup, um it, it's partially due to Alabama winning. Alabama winning really put some things in in into flow, I guess you could say. I don't quite understand how that's the case, but maybe someone here uh knows why that's the case. But yes, LSU versus Notre Dame would have been huge. It just wasn't gonna happen. And What happened was Notre Dame's name was actually drawn into like a hat, and they did like a drawing over which team, which bowl got to select Notre Dame or something like that. And, you know, Notre Dame is just such a big brand. I mean, they have so many fans, so many eyeballs. Everybody wants to see Notre Dame, right? Um, LSU versus Notre Dame would have been the most marquee bowl matchup outside of the playoff that we would have had this entire off season. And that includes like your normal new year, six bowls, right? I don't know how many juices start to get flowing with Ohio state versus Missouri. Okay. Um, you know, Oklahoma state, I made the joke about Ali Gordon running all over Texas A&M because Texas A&M doesn't have their defense. Ali Gordon, Oklahoma state's best player. Top 10 Heisman vote getter, won the Doak Walker award, and within five hours of him winning the Doak Walker, he put his name into the transfer portal. Okay. So the truth here, Simper, is all these bowl games are very worried about their future. All of them, because players are entering the portal, they don't really care. The matchups don't have as many uh, as much juice in it, and people just don't care about bowl season. Um, you know, the, the things started to really crumble with the fourteen playoff, and so on and so on and so on. So, you do get this nasty doubleheader though: Saints Tampa, Tampa Bay Sunday, that could be a de facto playoff game. Then LSU Wisconsin on Monday. Nobody thinks I'm your wife. So Why? So many- you, you've said it a thousand times, your mother. And here, how on to see z Baby? Hello. I don't have any makeup on. Don't look at me. But here I am. And here's Z Baby, Hal. <laughs> That's just too much shaggy. <laughs> look, Hal's like, oh, there's Z Baby. Mm. <laughs> Y'all hadn't seen Z-Baby in a while. Citrus Bowl. Ugh. Why do you say that to Citrus Bowl? Well, uh, a few reasons. After controlling for the Natty, the second-place SEC team is the Sugar Bowl, etc. So, yeah, uh, I I don't know how I feel about Georgia, Florida State at this point. I really don't. don't. Any word on Corey Raymond? None. Um. When Alabama beat Georgia, that uh, that messed up our matchup with Notre Dame. I hate that. I would have done anything for an LSU-Notre Dame game. I think if LSU and Notre Dame played, I think for sure, for sure, Jaden Daniels would have played. Now. Love you. Look, everybody wanted to see her, honey. They had not seen her in a while. Haven't been here in a while. Sissy. Bye, sissy baby, no, sissy. I'm I'm any anytime, anytime sissy comes Better in. Smile the That's right, Sib. Uh, well, I, I stand on business, oh. uh Sibley. Oh. So so I oh. can't I can't be I can't oh. I can't let the joy of my two joys of my life come into the stream. There's Jared. I haven't seen him in a while. Mm. It? Me and John Legend's wife. Oh yeah, what was that? Uh, you remember that. Oh, uh, wait, I made some joke about Chrissy Teigen on, uh, I think that was actually even like a chat sports. The game? No, no, no. It was a, a, that might've been a chat sports video. Uh, oh my gosh. That's like 20, w- way back when, that's like 2018, 2019. I, don't- I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe you even remembered that. That's funny. Oh now they oh look, look now they can see your cute little face. Call her name. But if if Chrissy Teigen's watching, what's up? John Legends in Dallas, I know that. I love it. Oh so, cowboys. So, okay, I'll exit on that note. All right, I'll say bye. And go Chiefs Taylor's boyfriend. Look oh, at how cute she looks. You should have seen her reaction when they called the Travis Kelsey play. Oh my gosh, earlier. I was so mad. You were mad too. Well, they shouldn't it have was called crap. They shouldn't have called off sides on Kadarius Tony. You can't have a play that awesome. Look at that face.
1: Look and
0: she, y'all, notice how much calmer she's gotten, don't you think? Well, hmm? I get, ga- I gave her some medicine. No, you didn't. I got snuck some of those trazodones in there. I no, didn't. Yeah, I did. All right, bye, guys. I'm real. Lay back. Yeah, Hal. I don't. No, I really don't. <laughs> I re- like, I really, really, really don't. I, I think he's still trying to decide. I really am. Now, type Y for yes, type N for no, if you can hear me loud and clear. I always want to make sure audio is clear for all our viewers watching all around the world. Okay. Let's go to S- Jared. Thank you so much for the super chat. You get to pick the next topic. Go right on ahead. What are we giving away tonight? Now, Sherry Berry loves the doggos. I might I might be in... Uh, uh, where are we going? Actually, we both will be. And Z-Baby's Z probably coming, too. We might we might be in uh, Mobile. Fairhope pretty soon. Might be. So if we do, I know we have a lot of viewers here. Uh, we'll, we'll let every single one of you know. Okay? Tyler, a good, good, good weekend. And when I mean good weekend, a good weekend. For North Louisiana this weekend. Okay. Um, Calvary. I believe won a state championship. Union won a state championship. Farmerville. Shout out to you. And Rustin won a state championship. And you also had Gabriel Relaford. Commit. To LSU. So. three one eight three one, Great. Let me see ya. Y'all killed it this weekend. All right. Um, always holding it down for North Louisiana, baby. Ahmad Bro committed also. But I do want to mention the Simon kid, James Simon out of Calvary, and Ford for Opelousas. I love both of those running backs. I know I've only watched their highlights. they have not really dug deep into either one of their tapes. I want LSU to take three running backs for twenty twenty five. I I don't want to not have all three of those guys. I I think all three of them bring a little juice to the table. Obviously, Barry and Simon will will hold um, you know most of the attention because the recruiting rankings are, are are higher. But man, dude. That Ford kid, if, if I'm not mistaken, he looks like King Hilliard to me. Um, so I, I, I got, I gotta be real, man. I gotta be real. I want, I want those, I want all three of them to be a part of the 2025 class. Now, as far as the 2024s are concerned, this class is going to be huge all right, there are a lot of signatures happening happening for the class of twenty twenty four, and we are already at what twenty seven high school football commits, and I I, I got to be real, man. We need all of them, okay. If Brian Kelly wants to rebuild his team and it be centered around high school football recruits, then so be it. We, we've we got to replenish the roster with high school football recruits. Now, the issue is, according to the recruiting services, this isn't as elite of a class as LSU is normally getting. LSU is normally in that top five range, right? Just depending on which one you look at, they're in the 10s, like the lower 10s. Some might have them inside the top 10. I know there's all different kinds of sites out there. I like this class. I really do, especially if you hammer home a lot of the 2025 guys you really want to go get. That, of course, includes Bryce Underwood, who will be making a decision uh, in the next month of where he's going to go. So, you know, I, I got to be real, man. I, I've grown on some of these players. I have a tendency to do that because I, because I am an LSU fan, but I like Singleton a lot. Trade as green. I like a lot. Uh, he has moved up, you know, quite a few rankings and Caden Durham. We go back to Tony's super chat earlier. He um he killed it. Absolutely killed it. All right. Let's go to Roby. Thank you for the super chat, man. Who does Gabriel Relaford remind me of? He's bit he's built like Khalil Mack. Thanks for your hard work. Ooh. Now that is an interesting comp. Here's the thing about like someone like Gabriel Relford, right? If he's at 6'2", 250, that is one of the ultimate kind of tweener sizes, right? You're not quite a 4'3 edge defensive end. You're not quite a defensive tackle. You're not quite a standing bending edge Jack player, like a uh, BJ Jolari or Dallas Turner. So that's a good and a bad thing, right? There's no like clear defined role that you're going to play, but that also means his career can go in quite a few different directions. It's just going to come down to what he wants to do and how he fits into Matt House's scheme. You know, we did a, a deep breakdown of Gabriel Elford on Friday. We looked at some of his film. Um, we looked at some historical comps. And the guy that would be the absolute ceiling for someone like him is like Jalen Ferguson, right, who played at Louisiana Tech. But you can make a case that G- uh, Jalen Ferguson is the best Louisiana collegiate defensive lineman ever. You can make a case, okay? I understand Glenn Dorsey is in that mix. There are a lot of players that are in that mix. Obviously, Glenn Dorsey would have the biggest argument. But Jalen Ferguson has an argument. Okay. And he was a really good pro until tragedy. So I I would like to think that Relaford turns into him, but that is like a one percentile. Chance of that happening. It would take a lot for him uh, to, to reach that high of a ceiling. Um, it's also possible that it not work out because we might not find the role for him in Madhouse's game. So there are two kind of like tweener guys, Simon and Ahmad Bro. I think one of those guys will work out. Hopefully both of them do. A lot of it is just going to come down to what type of scheme are we playing? Okay. But one of those guys is going to work out. And one of those guys is going to be a home run. Hopefully. Hopefully. Caruso, This class is going to surprise a lot of people like the T Marshall and Chase class. Yeah, that, that. That class had some 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 bad misses, but there were some big surprises. most notably, I think Micah basketball really shocked some people for like how good he turned out being uh, so there anyway, let's go to Tyler here. my guy. personally, I hope Jaden doesn't play. you never know what could happen not worth it. yeah, I could see it. I could see it. Here's a deep cut question. Carter, curious as to why nobody talks about Josh Reed as an all-time great. His numbers, career, and season, yards per game is in touch. Both stats weren't included then. Top two years over neighbors too. Yeah, Dwayne, it's it's not just him, right? You know, the one kind of weird narrative that I've kind of turned the corner to was that LSU's just always had like a bottomless pit of like bad quarterbacks. And we did for a while. But the truth is, our quarterbacks have been pretty good. Obviously, we've been better in other position groups, but Rohan Davey in that era, and obviously Josh Reed in that era really doesn't get talked a whole lot about. Maybe it's because of, actually, I'm glad you brought this up. Maybe it's a little bit of this moment kind of discourse, right? Like, we talk more publicly about Matt Mock because he had the Tennessee moment, and he had the national championship moment, but Rohan Davey was probably the overall better quarterback, right? So maybe those casual Heisman voters are onto something. Maybe moments are more important in in the grand scheme of things than than anything else. I don't know. I don't know why that's the case, but you're right. You know, Josh Reed, we don't talk a whole lot about him. I think some of it, Dwayne is because of how many great wide receivers have been at LSU. I think that's honestly a good, um, a good bit of it. Okay. Now, one thing I wasn't going to dive too deep into until later, 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 is well, actually two things. All right. I want to get to the Malik Neighbor story. I really, really, really do. Okay. But first, PHL Nation, oh yeah, baby, you know about Louisiana Controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season, and I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management commercial hvac needs it is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years yes that is four decades you know this louisiana weather gets crazy go to com or call 225-924-4990 baby let's go all right let's discuss some elite neighbors thing. all right and before we do tonight if we get to a hundo and super chats we're going to give out one of my more colorful Joe Burrow cards. Here we go. Joe Burrow's hurt right now. Kind of want to put some positive vibes out there. His backup, Jake Brown, he's, Browning's playing pretty good. Let's give out a Joe Burrow card tonight. Why the frick not? If we get to Hundo and Supers tonight. Okay. Malik neighbors got shafted, and it's not going to be discussed a whole lot because Jaden won this big award, right? But Malik got shafted really bad. Now, a few weeks ago on this very channel, and this was around like before the Florida game. I don't remember exactly um, where or when I said this, but I said, look, Marvin Harrison has a really strong Bolitnikoff case. Okay, a really, really, really strong Blitnikov case. The issue is Malik Neighbors just doesn't have the same name uh, that Marvin Harrison does, which is you know crazy. But I posted about this on Facebook. It's been shared a decent amount. Let me see if I can blow this up right here. Okay, and we are live on on Facebook as well. Obviously, YouTube is where we make our hay. But look. Malik Neighbors, more first downs than Marvin Harrison. Malik Neighbors, his worst game, 6-for-67 six versus Florida State, was better than 4 of Harrison's game. Malik Neighbors was a great blocker. Okay, and this obviously is the statistical uh, breakdown between the two of them. Okay, a little cut off here. All right, so I'll put this right here. And these stats were compiled by Cody Worsham. Okay. And as you can see, Malik's numbers far outweigh their numbers. Okay. PFF grade, all that stuff. So even like rate stats, like yards per reception and yak, better than Marvin Harrison. One thing I learned over the weekend is how big Ohio State's brand is. It is so big. All right? And Ohio State fans, if you really think about it, there was nothing for them to really rally around. They got beat by Michigan for a third straight consecutive season. They really didn't have anyone else during award season really make all that much noise. So they they get this one award over Malink Neighbors. And it was a little concerning that, you know, Marvin Harrison had as many Heisman votes as he did. And Malik really, you know, Marvin Harrison was in the top 10 in a Heisman vote. Malik um, wasn't in the top 10 at all. Very strange. It goes to show you that in the North, Michigan didn't really have any Heisman, you know, winners. In that Midwest Big Ten kind of region, Malik, uh, Marvin Harrison was able to eat up all of those votes. Right. You look who else was in that top 10 Heisman ballot. You did have two Michigan guys, Quorum and McCarthy, but still, it was kind of a, a weird season. They went undefeated, but there really wasn't any like absolutely incredible individual performances from anybody from Michigan. It was just team beatdowns, and they had a lot of uncompetitive fourth quarters and so on. But Malik Neighbors got screwed. Okay, he got screwed. And Cole makes a good point. Marvin Harrison Jr. did not have JD five throwing to him. The difference with this uh, Cole is when you actually sat down and watched the games. Okay, Marvin Harrison is a way better football player when you actually sit and watch the games. The numbers don't do what Marvin Harrison did this year justice. You have to sit down and see how many throws Kyle McCord for Ohio State actually missed. And I do feel him transferring from Ohio State had partially to do with Ohio State wanting to get someone else in at quarterback. So that's why I'm I'm somewhat sympathetic to it. The issue was the numbers gap became became too large for me to say Marvin Harrison deserves it or Malik Neighbors, okay? When your worst game was better than f- four games that you played this year statistically, there comes a point where these statistics just weren't close enough for me. Um, so I, I would have voted... Malik Neighbors, but as a grown-up, I would have voted Marvin Harrison number two. It was either one of those two. Um, but he got screwed, and it did come down to one vote. It came down to one vote, and there are there are voters who have, you know, SEC ties who voted Harrison over um, Malik Neighbors. It was close. It was very, very, very close. All right. But I would have given it to Malik Neighbors. I would have. Now, before anyone calls me an LSU Homer, there were years when LSU's had players win and get accolades where they didn't deserve it. Okay, Grant Delpit the year he won a Thorpe. Grant Delpit was very good in 2019. He probably wasn't the best defensive back in LSU uh, in, in college football. I'm so happy he won, obviously because I'm a fan, but probably shouldn't have won it that year. This case, though, I really do feel Malik neighbors got robbed. He got robbed, and he really wanted that Beliknikov. So, it is what it is at this point, and you just got to turn the page. Now, as quote unquote elegant Jane Daniels was in his speech, I still can't believe Scott Rambley said that publicly. I I still can't freaking believe that. I, I had to reread it multiple times over. I still don't believe it. I hope one of you tell me that I'm wrong. Still couldn't believe that. And we just kind of, you know, and that's why my thumbnail says word elegant for those I don't know. Jaden's speech was was epic. I got chills watching it. OK. So what? Now, one person didn't like the speech. With that said, I do want to include the one thing that was said this weekend that was the most interesting thing said by any of the Heisman finalists, and it actually was Marvin Harrison, okay? He was asked about college football, and he said one thing he would change would be Ohio State playing more elite teams than what they already play, all right? I'm going to pull up the full quote here because I, I was actually going to save this for uh, a later topic, and I think I needed one more sleep before I talked about it, but I might as well bring it up, okay? Let me see. Uh, maybe I could find it here. Okay. I guess I gotta. I guess I gotta save this for another time. Cause I wanted to put the quote up there. Um, but he said something along the lines of, I would like a schedule that featured me going up against all the other elite teams. And that might be where we go. That might be where we go, where you have a true haves and have nots system. For you soccer fans, you might have um, you, you 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 might you might have a haves and have nots system with the thirty thousand dollar thing that Charlie Baker put out into the atmosphere. I will say this. It does kind of stink how many uncompelling Ohio State games they play every year. Okay. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know exactly how I feel about that, though. Because what would need to be done for Ohio State to not have to play? You know Rutgers every year. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I'll save this topic for Tuesday because I I want the full quote to be put up there. Okay. The Big Ten expanded. It needed more competition with UCLA and USC. When I think Big Ten, I think Trojans. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Wait. Get to a few of Cowboys beating down the Eagles. Got to watch a lot of NFL today, which is pretty cool. Love the National Football League. Still, nothing beats college football. Nothing. If you could play any team in the top ten, you're talking about right now? Uh right now I would want a rematch versus Alabama. But you know, they're they're just a better team than us. You know, I mean I I, I would like another game versus Alabama just to show what Jaden did versus him was not some fluke. Um so There you go. How far are we from the Hundo tonight for the Joe Burrow giveaway? We are 70, no, not 75, 65 away from the Joe Burrow card giveaway. Um You felt Harrison should have gotten it last year, John. Yeah, that, that might be it. That there are makeup votes. Okay. Yeah, Mr. Rain. I mean the the gaps, the gap between Marvin Harrison and Malik Neighbor statistically was pretty staggering, right? And and that's kind of the Jaden Heisman argument is Malik had no no bad games. Right? If six for sixty seven was your worst game and that was the first game of the season versus Florida State, that's really saying something. And that was part of the the, the crazy thing about the Jaden Malik transformation is in week one versus Florida State, okay, this is just the truth. Jaden was not his best. It was by far his worst game of the season. Um, there was miscues, there were misses. Um, you know Malik slipped, and there was some misthrows to Malik in that game. Um, Jaden still had a very good game, but the fact that you know Mississippi State happened two weeks after, and Jaden goes thirty for thirty four. You know, there there was a lot of different explanations, right? Was it? the virtual reality stuff him Jaden using um, you know the virtual reality goggles uh, and the virtual reality uh, stuff that LSU has was it that and speeding things up Jaden would crank the speed up on that device so things would move so much faster than what they would in a game and what was it that? I honestly think it it is partially that, but a good bit of Jaden's success this year is just the fact that he was willing to throw the football vertically down the field. And I go back to this. When you have a vertical passing game, it just opens up so much space for you to throw and run through. Right. If DBs have to be so far back vertically, guess what? The intermediate passing game opens up. And then that just opens up even larger pockets of space for Jaden to run through. Right. Um, and Malik was a big reason why we were able to hit things vertically. BTJ was a big reason why we were able to hit things vertically. And then Kyron started to take advantage of those opportunities. So, yeah. Yeah, DK and look, I that was more reason as to why I was so passionate about Florida State getting into uh, that the 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 field of 4, right? Like was Jordan Travis sensational versus us in that game? Yes, he was absolutely scintillating good. The issue though, all right. You 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 can't just you can't just forget about that, right? That was part of Florida State's like data point that they were so unfreaking believably good versus us in uh, in, in an offense that turned out to be historically good, yeah, that number was actually a little bit lower, but his his point still stands. Okay, or I, I saw him going to do some kind of correction on Twitter about the votes for Heisman. There was a lot of people, what was it? It was, I don't know what the final official number was, but there are some people that are just older who have Heisman votes, like guys who have won the award. I mean, sure, you would like to think that they would get their vote in. I don't know what the criteria is to have a Heisman vote. I, I don't know. Oh, we're having a Marvin Harrison versus uh, Malik debate once again. It was close. I was, I I get the thought process of giving it to Marvin Harrison. I will also tell you this, okay. Ohio State would not have beat Penn State if Marvin Harrison did not play that game. And that was such a huge, huge, huge game. Now, I know Michigan ended up, you know, taking care of business uh, in in the game. But that was such a great wide receiver performance. It wasn't just the, like, yards he had in that game – Penn State had like a pick six in the game. And Marvin Harrison was the one who got it called back because he beat his receiver on a route. Or he beat his D B on a route and he got pulled down or something like that. They threw a flag and the pick six was taken back. Um so yeah, it's crazy. Let's go to Ambikat. I don't understand why people think Caleb should be the first QB taken in the draft. JD5 should be the number one overall quarterback. Okay. I still think Caleb Williams is going to go number one overall. But if I had to choose between both of those quarterbacks today, I would totally dodge the question. Uh, You know, it's crazy how it all works out, right? We weren't close to getting Jaden Daniels out of high school. We were Caleb Williams' number two school, um, I believe, of, of him coming out of high school, right? And then, of course, we end up with Jaden Daniels and Caleb Williams ends up with Lincoln Riley. Um, I will tell you this. I'm I'm not going to sit here and tell you who should go number one overall. I would probably pick Jaden. I really would. Uh, and Kirk Herbstreet said some interesting things uh, this week as well about that. Of course... Jaden Daniels going number one overall is good for LSU. It's really good for LSU because that is another selling point, another top five NFL draft selection. And that goes a really long way in selling and recruiting, right? Like last year, of course, wasn't, well, it definitely wasn't our best year when it comes to players being selected in the NFL draft. This year is going to be way better we we'll have multiple top 10 selections in this year's NFL draft. Um, so it is better for LSU. But you personally, if you're a Jaden Daniels fan, you don't want Jaden being selected number one overall. You just don't. Now, once again, it comes down to where exactly you land, but being the number one overall selection just adds so much more pressure on your shoulders because you're number one overall. The NFL draft is one of the most watched non-actual sporting events that we have. There's just so much more that comes along with being number one, right? Of course, you make more money, but... Do you really want to get drafted into a situation that Bryce Young is in? Of course, it's a little bit different because let's say a team like Arizona or someone like that gets the number one overall pick. More than likely, it's going to be the Chicago Bears with the number one overall pick. Do you really want Jaden Daniels going to the Chicago Bears where it's kind of a QB pit of of, of hell, right? you kind of want Jaden going in that middle-ish region, right? Now, of course, there's plenty of good quarterbacks in the NFL When number one overall. Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford that are still playing well right now, okay? But to me, the golden range is that middle of the first round. That's the Josh Allen... And even though he was top 10, still, Josh Allen was eighth overall. That's the uh, freaking Patrick Mahomes region. You're just going to a better situation, right? Jordan Love is in a good situation in Green Bay. Um, You're going to a more stable organization when you're in that middle-ish region. And that's where the Saints are going to be. I don't want him going to the Patriots, and I know Bill Belichick likes him. Well, we all do. We saw him at the pro day. Mm. Joey B holding it down. Hope he gets well soon. I just got a text. If I am worried. It's from Chris who says he doesn't chat. Am I worried about Joe Burrow with the kid that they have now? No. They're paid. Yeah, they they paid Joe Burrow. Watch him go to Atlanta. That would would hurt. (laughs) Oh, man. Michael B. is going J.D. 5 over Caleb. I don't think Jaden's going to slip to the sixth. Or the third, like Russell Wilson. Sam Howell in the fifth round. It's true, cold weather. Right. Jane's not playing in a whole lot of like cold weather environments. That's a good point. All right. Let's see, I want to get to a few more. I think the Big Ten's a good conference. I do. I think they're clearly the number two conference. I mean, there, there's good teams in there. I will tell you this. I know we're uh uh Oh, okay, so we'll get to this. Jared super chat earlier. Man, it, it I, I will I will tell you this. I think that was the the first um Heisman speech with um I, I, I do want to go back to see if any other quarterbacks wore a pin of 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 of, of a brand right Jaden had the walk-ons pin and his tweet today was you know a canes ambassador uh tweet so Jaden made some money this weekend like no doubt Todd Graves was in New York City, and they did a little Heisman, Kane's thing. Todd Todd made some money this weekend, and Jaden made some money this weekend. I love the Jaden suit. I'm a big gray guy, man. But yeah, the walk-ons pin, I, I've got to know what the price was for the walk-ons pin on the jacket. I've, I've got to know it has been eating at me to know how, what, what that costs uh, because you know, what it's what, I mean, that speech, Every hazard speeches were played over and over and over again. Okay. Jaden to the Vikings. Yeah, that wouldn't make sense. LD88 didn't like the no socks. I'm fine with the no socks, man. Wear the loafers. I'm fine with it. Oh, man. This was interesting. This was just posted in our Discord uh, from D. Really. Back to back Harold for Heisen. Y'all forgot he could play running back and posted this clip. Perk's running back highlights are absolutely insane. Look at that. Ha ha ha. Oh man. You know you you know you got speed when you're jogging by the twenty-five yard line. He was jogging actually by the 35s when he took it down a gear. That's crazy. Look at that. House freaking call. Love it. Love it. The Titans not only just drafted Levis, they've drafted a quarterback every year. And a quarterback every year has had starts. But do they feel comfortable enough with, with Will Levis being a guy in the AFC with no dual threat ability? And almost every team in the AFC, more so than in the NFC, feels like they have their transfer quarterback, transfer. Their franchise quarterback. Silly's not impressed with the Big Ten. Big Ten is now the Big Two. But wouldn't couldn't some say the same thing about the SEC that, you know, it's mostly Alabama and Georgia, and occasionally it's LSU. And it for for us it's a little bit more than occasional. So we got a big three. Here, here's what I'll say about the conferencing, okay? I think this year in the SEC was a step backwards, okay? I think it was a step backwards. Um, Now, if you include Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC for this conversation, then it's – obviously a step forward because Texas and Oklahoma exceeded their expectations. They both did. LD88 says, when is the 2024 schedule coming out? Um, I could see that happen this week. I I could. Um you heard it here first. Ha ha ha. I I I do think they'll act soon. I do. I don't think that that's a thing you can just announce, like, in February, you know? Let's go to Dan and girl with the dad of the night. The Saints have not drafted a first-round quarterback in 50 years. Now, here's what we're going to do. In the next five to ten minutes, I'm going to answer as many questions as we possibly can. But if you do Super Chat, we'll keep this party moving all night long. Okay? Yes, they are in the Big Ten starting next year. So Texas and Oklahoma in the SEC starting next year. UCLA and USC in the Big Ten starting next season. Okay. SEC bottom schools could be competitive in the Big Ten. I do agree with that. Right? Like South Carolina recruits better annually than a Northwestern or a Michigan state or somewhere like that. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I agree with that. I just don't think, I don't know. I just don't, I just don't think the big 10 is just bad. Right. Uh, Terry Bussey, yeah, I just don't – it's kind of hard to see where he wants to go. You know, Draylon Miller was a heavy LSU lean for the longest. And he said, no, I'm going to Colorado. I see. Yeah, JSP, I don't see you in here in the Discord. I don't know if Discord banned you. Look at me stopping what I was doing to see Colorado. Colorado's gotten some off its alignment from the portal and some recruiting. I got the five-star off its alignment. That's true, Cortland. That is so true. Losses matter so much. I, I cannot state this enough. Okay, a lot of you, all right, and I, I, I brought this up again. I want you to think if we were in a twelve-team playoff format. Okay, so just to make sure we're all on the same page, in a twelve-team playoff format we would have been out by two teams, okay? Oklahoma was ranked one spot ahead of us. They were number 12. Liberty gets that 12 spot being the highest group of five team. So why is that important? Well, Missouri was ranked ahead of us. We beat Missouri by double digits on their home turf, okay? Okay but we had one more loss in Missouri. We lost to Alabama. We lost to Ole Miss. We also lost to Florida State. Now, all three of those losses were against teams that would have been in the 12-team playoff, right? But the Missouri game, would the committee have voted different if it was a 12-team playoff? Maybe they would have, maybe they wouldn't have, I don't know. But the only reason Missouri would have been in over LSU is because they have one fewer loss than we did. Now, why is that important? Well, for this reason. You guys keep telling me about Corey Raymond. I am open to Corey Raymond returning. I am. Okay, he was a very good coach at LSU. But a lot of you would have different feelings about Corey Raymond if you saw the 4th-and-17 play that Missouri hit to beat Florida this year, where Luther Burton ran into Florida's secondary, sat there at the 4th-and-17 mark, and made pretty much an easy catch for a first down to win that game. Okay. That game could have cost you a playoff spot because Missouri would be at three losses and they would for sure be ranked behind us. Okay. And, well, it would have been down between us and Oklahoma for the final playoff spot. Oklahoma probably would have gotten it, but still, you would feel a lot different about. The Florida State game, the Ole Miss game, all that stuff. But with the four-team format, the four-team format basically came down to if we beat Alabama or not. But in a 12-team format, how a lot of us feel about this season would be drastically different. Let's see. Remember when LSU offered Zion a football scholarship? Says Pierce. Pierce says they would have moved LSU over Oklahoma. Man, I don't know. That would have been close. That would have been the two teams that they would have been deciding over. OK. I will right, we'll take a few more here. Uh, let's see. this would have been the 12-team format right here, okay? I know a lot of you would do a lot of moaning about Penn State at 11. Once again, if Florida defends a fourth and seventeen, Missouri is not in this field. Penn State moves up to ten, Ole Miss to nine, and then would have been LSU, Oklahoma for that final slot. Okay. But there's a lot of wood that could have should us. Let's go to Simper. Kind of a random hot take here. Can we get rid of neck? It's trashy and classless. Okay. Of course, the neck chant features Suck That Tiger Penis Girl Dog. That's what the chat is, okay? It is loud. It's grotesque. Actually, that, the other version... <laughs> the one i just said is is actually even more grotesque uh now that i think about it so me avoiding the bad words um suck that tiger i should have said suck that tiger richard and uh I'm Rick James. Underscore. That probably would have been a better way to do it. Ha ha ha. Um. Here's why I'm fine with 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 neck still being played. Okay. Or. So so just just for clarification, LSU's band does not play neck anymore. Okay, it's a song. Um. I'm not going to verbally sing it for you. Like, I'm not going to hum it for you. But it is grotesque. It is very grotesque. Suck that, Tiger. Yeah. The reason why I like it is not because of the edginess. Like, I, I know, Simper, you're not offended by that. Um. But you know, you bring kids to the games and you, you hear that. The reason why I'm fine with it is you know, so much of our sports world is sanitized, okay. College football is debaucherous, right? It's, you know, outside of Tiger Stadium, there is a lot of debauchery happening. It's a lot of drunken splendor. It's a getaway from, you know, your typical nine-to-five job, right? But I guess my opinion on it is different, simpler if I had kids and I'm bringing a, um, and you see, that's it. You you have your nieces with you. So truth be told, they've gotten rid of, the LSU has done their part. You're just trying to get the fans to quit doing the STTDB. Okay. But STTDB has also been a rallying cry. Okay, so I guess I guess I'm okay with it, but my opinion on it is different. If I I'm bringing if I'm bringing kids, and then those kids go to school. The, the following Monday, and and they're they're singing that out loud, and then teachers are like, "What the heck is they're 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 raising villains, uh, in in the whoever household." Yeah, Scooby, that's a good point. You know, that's one that's going to be debated all offseason. Okay. Why Why is it that we, we we have these very difficult season opening games? It seems like it's something that works against us. I don't know. All right, guys. That is it for me. Shout out once again to Jaden Daniels. Been a tough weekend for your boy. Had a lot of events. I was Santa Claus at a uh, charity function in my uh, my community. Went really well. Uh, DJed a few private parties. A lot of work went into both of those. Uh, It was good times. It was good times. Pooh Bear, Golden Boot. What's good? Once again, shout out to UAPB, the women's basketball team, going to Arkansas and beating the Razorbacks today. Remember, I I believe that's that same UAPB team that almost, or who was it, that almost beat LSU in the first round? Um, Not this last year, but the year before, LSU women's basketball. Yeah, they 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 are bad. They are bad. Okay, so that was Jackson State. Okay, but UAPB also beat SMU last week as well. Mac, what's good, man? Yeah, we got. What happened to Kateri Poole? Yeah, I I don't know. I I met her at the national championship game last year. We don't know the full story. We don't. We don't. Well, All right, y'all. This was a fun one. But I got to go. I'll be on AYS tomorrow, 730 Central, more than likely. Uh, Actually, I'm pretty sure. And, uh, yeah, we got a loaded week. Going to be crazy. Transfer portal, bowl opt-outs, lots of news will be breaking. John, you're right. This college football season full of what-ifs. That's what's great about the sport. It is! Oh, yeah. Top Super Chatter tonight. Let's talk to the master blaster, Simper, Simper, Jared Roby. And let's see. We got a three-way tie here. Actually, no, Simper takes it by a dollar, our Top Super Chatter tonight. I really appreciate it, Simper, after some quick math. I appreciate you, man. It is Power Hour LSU. Boom. And tonight, we're doing some carne asada. Let's go. Let's go.